Welcome to the Abundant Life Church Sermon of the Week. Get ready for your life to be changed by today's message from Pastor Jeremiah Hosmer. I want you to turn in your Bibles today to 2 Corinthians chapter 8. And uh, you, you, well, I, I, better, I, I better not, I just need to read the Word first because if I get into this and I don't read the Word, we might not get into reading the Word. 2 Corinthians chapter 8. Come on, Holy Ghost. I thank you. Moreover, brethren, verse 1. We make known to you the grace. Everybody say the grace. Now, this word grace here is used in different ways in the body of Christ today. We talk about grace because how God has extended himself unto us, right? We talk about grace, how God, we are saved. What does the Bible say? We're saved through grace by what? Faith. And so we talk about grace, but this word grace right here, this is what it means. His kindness and his favor. That's what this word grace right here means. And so when he says, make known to you the kindness and the unmerited favor of God bestowed on the churches of Macedonia that in a in great trial of affliction the abundance of their joy and in and deep poverty abounded in the riches of their liberality for I bear witness that according to their ability yes beyond their ability they were freely willing I'm going to explain all this in a minute imploring us with much urgency that we should receive the gift and the fellowship of the ministering of the saints. He's talking about giving here. And not only as we had hoped, but they first gave themselves to the Lord and then to us by the will of God. There's an order. Everybody shout order. So we urge Titus that he had helped, uh, that, that as he helped begun, so he, he would also complete this Watch this, kindness and unmerited favor in you as well. But as you abound in everything, in faith, in speech, in knowledge, and all diligence, and in your love for us, see that you abound in this kindness and unmerited favor. God said, I don't want you just abounding in your prayer life. I don't want you just abounding in your faith. I don't want you just abounding in your worship, he said, but I want you abounding in all the other stuff at the same time. I want you abounding in your giving. I want you abounding in your harvesting, and I want you abounding in your reaping. He said, I want to bless you in such a way that you are not lacking in any area of your life. Somebody shout, that's my word. Oh, yeah, amen. So watch this. I speak not by commandment, but I'm, but I'm testing the sincerity of your love by the diligence of others. For you know, verse 9, the grace, the kindness, and the unmerited favor of our Lord Jesus Christ, that though he was rich, we're talking about everything that you can and cannot see was made through him. That's Colossians 1, by the way. That's Bible. Everything was made, anything that was made, that was made through him. Watch this. That he became poor. Why? So that you can be poor? 
so that you can suffer, so that you can lack. No, no, no. He became poor so that you might become. Hallelujah. Glory be to God. Now let's go to to chapter 9. I'm about to break all this down. Chapter 9, verse uh, number 6. But I say this, he who sows sparingly will reap sparingly. He who sows bountifully will reap bountifully. So let each one give as he purposes in his heart, not grudging of a necessity. For God loves a what? Cheerful giver. And God is able to make all grace, all kindness and unmerited favor abound toward you. That you always having all sufficiency in all things. I want you to notice he didn't put some in none of it. God is an all the way God. All things may have an abundance. God said, I don't want you just, I don't want, I don't know what devil I'm kicking out of here today, but the Lord sent me back on vacation to kick the devil out of some stuff this morning that you may have an abundance, watch this, for every good work. Glory be to God. As it is written, he is dispersed abroad. He's given it to the poor. His righteousness endures forever. Now may he who supplies seed to the sower and bread for food supply and multiply the seed you have sown and increase the fruits of your righteousness. I'm going to teach and preach from the subject matter just for a moment today kingdom order and biblical increase kingdom order and biblical increase father we know you're already here we sense your blessing your favor your grace on this house this morning lord your power and your presence is permeating electrifying and charging this very atmosphere and we have seen your fruit already god now as we sit down to hear from your word i decree that bombs of revelation will explode so that when we leave here there will be no more bondage there will be no more chains and there will be no foothold of the devil any longer in the name of Jesus I decree and declare the kingdom of God is at hand and the will of the Lord will be done on earth as it is in heaven right here in this sanctuary today now Lord look upon my availability and not my ability today Lord fill my mouth with the words from your mouth these are your people God and you are our God now bless this time I pray in the name of Jesus and we give you praise and we give you glory for it in Jesus name and everybody that receives shout amen and give God a hand clap before you're seated in the presence of the Lord today amen praise the Lord um, I, I want to just I want to just for a few just for a few minutes take some time to be a little transparent with you uh, on on this this message today because as I was away, you know, when I would, I would spend my time reading the Bible and, and praying, as I was away, I was saying, Lord, what do you want to say? What do you want to do? Uh, you know, and, and I, every single time, I, I need you to get this, every, every single time, I think I even mentioned it to Pastor Luke one day, but every single time I felt the Lord stir me to come back and continue preaching and teaching on giving. 
And I struggled with this because I said, Pastor Antoine, I told the Lord, I said, God, I just got done with about a six or seven week uh, series. And when I, we got done with it, revival broke out. And I mean, the power of God hit this place and all of a sudden everything exploded. And I said, so, so I'm struggling with this a little bit. But, but the Lord began to open my eyes uh, to, of understanding to, to tell me what, what, what the reason why he wants me to, be, to continue in this teaching, therefore. Now, watch this. As I, I saw the Lord, I felt the Holy Spirit say to me, the harvest I'm about to bring to the kingdom of God is not just a harvest of souls. He said, I am bringing my people, the ones who are sold out to me, I am bringing them into a Goshen moment. I am bringing them into, I feel the power of God. I'm bringing them into the land of Goshen. As you see the world grow darker and darker, my light is gonna shine brighter and brighter and greater and greater upon my people. And not only will it shine upon my people, it's going to shine brighter through my people. Last year, I allowed a sifting moment to come upon my church. And that moment has not changed. And it will continue until the day of my son's coming. For this is a day of sifting, shaking, and the day of the great falling away. But upon those who remain steadfast in me, upon those who rest in me and continue to pursue my presence I will make a distinction between them and everybody else in these days in these last days I will bless my people I will shower upon them great grace and favor like never before. I will fill their hands with blessings and provision like never before. In this time, push your neighbor, say in this time, it is imperative that my people continue to stay in line with my blessings. It is imperative that my people understand the order of my kingdom and how their giving unleashes and releases heaven upon their lives. He said the deceiver, the devil is at work in these last days. He said, he, the adversary is at work. The enemy of your souls is busy trying to get my people out of position for prosperity. He said, this is an attempt to try to paralyze and cripple the move of my spirit. The last day's harvest and the end time revival that has been prophesied from the days of old. He knows that if my people uh, close their hands and become selfish, heaven will close over them. He says, but I am looking for and I have found a generation of people that have tasted and seen that I am good. I have found a people. This is what I heard the Lord say. I have found a people here at Abundant Life Church that are refusing to bow to the temptations and the deceptions of the enemy. So today, I am extending my grace, my mercy to you so that the enemy's schemes will not prosper against you, but that everything he intends 
destroy you with will be turned around for your good. Somebody ought to give him a praise. He said, therefore, do not quit in your good works towards me. Do not grow weary in your mind towards me, nor my kingdom. Do not lose heart in your giving, for I have promised. I have promised in my word that I will bless those who don't lose heart and I will pour out a mighty blessing upon every one of them for all, everybody shout all, who continue in their devotion, consecration, and dedication to me. He said in every part of their lives, I will prosper you and I will make a distinction between you and those who are not mine, between the poser and the fake and the real. He said, I am a rewarder to those who diligently seek me. He said, listen, he said, so my people seek me in every part of your life. Pursue me in every part of your life. Pursue me in your giving and watch. He said, I want you to stand back and watch as I open the good treasure of heaven and pour out on you so much you don't have room enough to contain it. So get up. Look up. And get ready to go up. For your redemption is drawing nigh, church. Y'all sit down for a minute. That's what I felt the Holy Ghost tell me. He says, so son, this is why I've got you coming back. This is why I got you coming back teaching on giving. He said, because my people need to understand. Can I tell you one of the slickest tricks of the enemy? One of the sick, slickest tricks of the devil is to get you to believe that God's blessing is seasonal. He said he wants you to believe that it was just for a moment. That you were just in a time where the blessings of God were so abundant that it just happened to pour over on you. He said, but tell them the devil is a liar. He said, when I get ready to bless my people, he said, there ain't a season that can stop it. There ain't a demon that can stop it. There ain't a religious spirit. There ain't nobody that can stop it. When you are in position, I will release upon you. He said so he's, And this is what he said He said there's some people in the church He said they started out running good He said but the enemy has deceived them That that was just for a moment in your life It was just for a moment That you turned around and got that bonus It was just for a moment That God turned around and poured out something on you It was just for a moment That God sent people to heaping into your bosom He said but go back and tell them And break that deception off of them And tell them if they stay lined up And they understand the order of my kingdom They will walk in my blessing All the way until my son comes back to get them 
Oh, glory. Hallelujah. And he told me, he said, he said, I'm coming quickly. He said, so I am adorning my bride. Hallelujah. I'm adorning my bride with precious gifts. I'm adorning my bride with precious gifts. I'm adorning my bride with precious gifts so she is prepared to see me when I show up. Glory be to God. He said, I'm preparing her to meet me. Glory be to God. He said, so teach them a few things. I'm going to teach. I'm only probably, I'm getting only to point one. But I'm going to teach you about the order. Everybody shout order. I'm going to teach you about the order of giving. Because some of you, some of you, you've come in and you, you're, man, my God, your zeal is, your zeal is refresh, is refreshing. You're ready to give. You're ready to, you're ready just to be a blessing. And I praise God for that. But he said, teach them about order. Because if you'll teach them about order, he says, then they will not get out of order. The only time that the enemy can get you out from under the blessings of God, if you're one of his children, is that you get out of order. Out of order means out of position. God ain't stopped blessing. You've just gotten out of position. He said, so tell them to stay in order. And if they'll stay in order, they'll stay in position. Can I teach for a minute? Number one, this is the only one I'm giving you today. Your giving, that means tithes, offerings, everything. Your giving is a reflection of your heart and your love towards God. Your giving, whether it's tithes, and I'm going to teach on the four parts, four different places of giving in a minute. Whether it's tithes, offerings, seed faith, or the giving of alms. Your giving is a reflection. Everybody shout reflection. A reflection of your love and your heart towards God. Now, I had them bring a mirror up here today, and it's not because I like to look at myself. I had them bring a mirror up here because I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to read to you a verse. I know the verse, but I want, you to, I want you to see it. Matthew 6, verse 21. Listen to what the Bible says. For where your treasure is, where your treasure is, I'm going to say it over here to this crowd. Where your treasure is, there. Somebody shout there. There your heart is also. So in other words, watch this. In other words, your giving is a reflection of your love and your heart towards God. Now, it really don't matter what I do. When I stand in front of this mirror, it's not going to reflect one of you. I was in prayer Friday and the Lord showed me this. He said, it don't matter how many times you stand in that mirror. It don't matter how many times you wanted to change. It don't matter what you do, that reflects who you are. It reflects the image of you. Your giving reflects your heart 
and your love towards God. You can pray in tongues, but it don't change. Now, I didn't say this. Jesus said this. You can, you can worship, you can praise, you can dance, but your heart is reflecting. Your giving is reflecting your heart and your love towards God. I'm not here to condemn you. I'm here calling you higher. I'm here saying, don't you want to be one of the people that we call up on the stage and say, tell us about how God got you out of debt. Tell us about how God blessed you when everybody else said it couldn't happen. Tell us about how you got the job and you wasn't even qualified for it. Tell us about how God blessed you so much that you were able to bless your employees. Tell us about what God has done. Don't you want to be one of those people? God is not a respecter of persons. He doesn't care whether you black, white, Hispanic, Asian, whether you got red hair, no hair, white hair. He doesn't care. He doesn't care whether you plump, whether you skinny, whether you came from the wrong side of the tracks, right side of the tracks. He doesn't care whether your mama was rich or whether your mama was broke. God don't care. When you line yourself up, he'll bless your life. He'll bless you. Now, push your neighbor and say, neighbor, I need you to pick your toes up for a moment. Now, this, this ain't a hard message because the Lord said, he said, I'm going to call people higher today. But, but I felt the Holy Ghost impress upon me earlier. He said, tell some of my people that they became so financially blessed that they can't even tithe no more. You, you began to be so blessed that, that you can't bring yourself to even bring the 10% back to the church because you don't know how to write a check that big back to the kingdom. And you're struggling because you've been deceived. I'm going to say it again. You've been deceived. I'm going to say it one more time. You've been deceived. And the Lord said, go back and tell them you don't understand. I'm bringing you into a land of Goshen. I'm bringing you into a land of plenty. I'm bringing you into a land where there ain't no lack. I'm bringing you into a land where the blessings will be so abundant upon your life that they will overtake you and tackle you. He says, so get yourself back in position so I can bless your life. Some are entertaining the lies and the, uh, from demons and, and what it's doing is birthing compromise in your life. They're whispering lies like you can't give all that to the kingdom of God. I've told people, hey, listen, it, it, ain't, it ain't hard for a poor man. It ain't hard for a poor person to tithe. But when, but when that tithe starts getting up there about a thousand a week, I'm going to touch it. I, I'm here today. No, no, no. We here right now. We might as well go on and get what it's at. When it starts getting up there, all of a sudden they start, man, let me find something online. Let me find me a teaching that'll turn around and teach me and, and help my compromise. But God said, listen, you ain't even got the fullness. You just scratched the surface. What do you think will happen when you obey here? He said, I'll bring you into a place that's way better than you've ever been in your life. 
Hallelujah. I've had, pe I've had people teach classes on giving until they got some money in their pocket. Then they wanted to have a meeting talking about, Pastor, I don't think I believe it anymore. Uh, you you got to get that devil out of you. That is the devil. I said that is the devil. You got to get it out of you. Well, he just wants my money. Listen, blessed, blessed children. Listen. <laughs> this, God is blessing this place. And I say this with all humility and I say it with love. But you not giving ain't going to break us. <laughs> you, you ain't going to break us. The blessing of the Lord is on the house of God. And we got the windows of heaven open over this thing right here. So you not giving ain't going to break us. We are inviting you in to say, come on and get under this thing where God is blessing every part of your life. say that in an arrogance or pridefulness. I, I, I'm just saying, come on, get under this thing. Get under this thing. Uh, so, so, so the enemy starts whispering lies like, like you can't, man, you, are you crazy? You can't give all that to the kingdom. Uh, do you know what you could do with that? Uh, the, the enemy starts saying, you know, you don't have to give your money to the kingdom. Here's a good lie right here. I, he, he really came up with this one right here, Trey. He, you don't have to give your money to the kingdom. Just give your time. Tithe your time, and your time is the same as your money. Well, if your boss can pay you in time, then I'll accept that. But your boss can't pay you in time. He don't own time. God owns time. You don't even own time. You don't even know when you're getting out of this service. You don't even know when you're leaving here. Talking about you going to give some time. Now, but you see how the enemy begins to sneak in and deceive people. Why is he fighting so hard about this? Because he knows what's coming. He, he knows, he doesn't, he's not all knowing. He just sees the pieces lining up. And he says, my God, if I don't do something to get you out of position, then when you begin to sow seed, your prodigals are going to come home. And when you begin to sow seed, you ain't going through with that divorce that you thought you were going through. And when you begin to sow seed, you ain't going to pass down a poverty mentality to your children anymore. My God in heaven. So I'm just going to tithe my time. No, 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 you don't own time. I'll teach on this in a minute. Well, I don't know how far I'm going to get. You don't have to tithe your money to the kingdom. Just do something good for somebody, and it's the same. No, 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 no. See, I'm not telling you not to do any of these. Yes, go bless people. Yes, give your time to the kingdom. But you're under deception if you think it's the same as you've given your money. See, I love to preach and teach on this. I don't even get tight. Y'all see the real me when I get right here. 
Because I've seen so many of you come out of some poverty mentalities. I've seen so many of you. My God, your childhood was an absolute wreck. It was hell on earth. And you, and when you came and got born again, all of a sudden you broke a curse that was being passed down to your life. And now all of a sudden you're passing something down to your kids. And if Jesus tarries, they're going to pass it down to their kids. And when we look around several generations after now, they're going to look up and they're not going to notice your family by the trauma and the stuff that happened to it. They're going to notice your family and say they are blessed of the Lord. They are highly favored and everything they put their hands to has turned to gold. There has something has shifted and it's because mama got saved. Daddy got filled with the Holy Ghost. Grandmama started tithing and somebody started sowing. It's because something shifted in somebody's life. Yeah, yeah. Hallelujah. Now, let me teach for a moment. Biblical giving is categorized in four different areas. First, tithes. Second, offerings. Third, giving of alms. And the fourth is seed faith giving. God rewards all of these as long as they are given within the structure and order in his kingdom. Church, it is possible. It is possible. I'm going to say it one more time. It is possible to do all the right things in all the wrong ways. You can get in your car and you can obey all the laws of driving and commuting. You can have plenty of gas in it. You can have your seatbelt on. You can be doing all the right things. But if you're going the wrong way, you ain't gonna meet your destination. Because it's not just enough to do the right things. You got to be doing it in the right order and you got to go the right way. And there's some, some of you guys in here, man, you're zealous. You're doing the right things. You just ain't nobody ever taught you the order. So today I'm going to teach you the order and then we're going to high five each other and say it's good to be in the house of God. And we're going to come back tonight at six o'clock. Now, when you think about the four types of giving, uh, go ahead and put that, 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 yeah, put that up. When you think about the four types of giving, I want you to imagine a cross from now on. It has four points to it. One that reaches up, two that reaches across, and one that reaches down. Somebody say he's going to help me today. When you give to the poor, now look back up at me, because giving of alms, that is giving to the poor, Giving of alms is biblical. The Bible tells us. Matter of fact, God says when you give to the poor, you lend to the Lord. He says, I will repay you. He says, I'll pay you. He said, because the poor man cries out, and if there ain't nobody to help him, when you come and help him, I see it. So there is the giving of alms. Okay? But I, 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 need, you, I need you to understand something right here. That when you give, when you're giving of, when you give to the poor, you're giving of alms, that is a downward direction. In other words, you're helping somebody who cannot help themselves and you ain't expecting nothing back in return. So you're reaching down to the poor man. You're reaching down to the person who can't buy food. You're reaching down. You ain't, listen now, 
poor does not mean uh, Uncle Jack that smokes an ounce of weed every week and drinks double deuces every day, and I got to help him go, go buy some dope. St. Eyes should not be getting your money. Cognac should not be getting your money. Come on, somebody. Where am I at? So, so, but when you, when you see somebody in need and you help them, that is the giving of alms. That's the reaching down and you should not expect anything in return. Jesus says, matter of fact, don't expect nothing in return. And if you don't respect nothing in return, he said, I'm going to repay you. And I don't know about you, but I'd much rather be receiving from God than any man. Because God will pour it out so much you can't even handle it. And then won't expect nothing. He won't even say that, well, you know, I've done that for you. Because, you know, folk will do that. So, that's the giving of alms. That's the reaching down. Now, seed faith giving is when, you are, when you're believing God for something and he leads you to sow a seed of faith for it. Now, a lot of folk in the Pentecostal realm don't even want him to teach this because they're so bound by religion and poverty, they won't even get, they won't even touch this and can't figure out why they can't pay the church's light bill. Seed faith, seed faith is when you're saying, Lord, I'm believing. I, I, I'm, God, I'm praying and I, I'm, not, I'm not only asking, but I'm confessing. I done wrote some stuff down about what's going to happen when you do give it to me already. I, I've already, I'm already up here. And God says, okay, listen, this is what we're going to do. I want you to take a seed of this amount and sow it here. This is seed faith. This is when you write your name or the name of what you're believing for on that seed. I've had people before turn around and have lost children. This is really going to stir some of y'all religious folk up. S have lost children. See somebody else's kid get saved. Turn around and go sow a seed into them and three weeks later theirs got saved. I've watched it happen. I've watched it happen. I've watched people turn around and couldn't find a job. You know, back in the recession, it was something serious. So I've watched people who couldn't find a job. Somebody else got a job. Instead of them getting jealous, they turned around and pulled a seed out of their pocket and went over there and said, dear sister, I just want to get in on that right there and sold it into them. And then two weeks later, they got a job. I've watched it. This is seed faith. Seed faith goes horizontal or up. But you don't sow seed faith down. Because what you're sowing into, seed faith, what you're sowing into, you're connecting to. And you don't want to connect to poverty. So seed faith either goes horizontal or it goes up. Now I'm about to teach on up in just a moment. That's when you're believing God for something and he, when, listen, when it's that way, God will tell you how much and he'll tell you where. He will put it, he will be that, that specific when it's time for you to sow seed faith. He'll be that specific. 
Somebody say teach preacher. Come on. Now let's 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 go on. Let's go on to this. Tithes and offerings. Tithes and offerings always go up. The Bible says that tithes and offerings are holy unto the Lord. They don't go nowhere else. These are always given to the place where God has placed you in the kingdom. This is the place of your spiritual covering, your spiritual care, and your spiritual connection. This is to be done first before anything else. Stay with me. I'm going to help you. When you do this before all else, then all else will be blessed. It is important that you have this in the right order. Well, I just believe God don't really care and I just do what I, you know, and I just do what I, my heart tells you. Your heart is deceptive. You better get it, get it in order. When you put this in order, I'm telling you the blessings of God will over, overtake you. There are two reasons for order. First reason, and I'm not teaching on this much today, God is a God of order. Shout amen to that. God is a God of order. That means that when you are out of order, that means that, that you have placed yourself outside of the blessings of the Lord. That's the reason you can't just talk to anybody any old type of way. I know YouTube told you you can do what you want to. I know Facebook told you you can do what you want to. But in the kingdom of God, you just can't talk to anybody in type of way. You got to be in order. So the blessings of God can come on your life. Hallelujah. The second reason is because tithes and offerings, listen to this, release covenantal connection, revelation, and protection. In other words, where you give your tithes and offerings to is where these three flow from. What most people don't understand is that there is a divine connection. Now, I couldn't teach this in most places because most places have not been, they, have not, they don't have the foundation to even receive what I'm saying. But what most people don't understand is there is a divine connection and a heavenly exchange between your giving and the teaching and the preaching of the Word of God. Preacher, do you got Bible for it? Sure do. Galatians chapter 6. Let's go there. Y'all stay with me. I'm going to just give me about 10, 15 more minutes and then we're going to go. But there's some people that got to get this today because some of you have just been doing this right here with your money and you don't understand why things ain't turning around and being blessed. And God said, Preacher, go get, get off the beach and go back and teach somebody something. <laughs> Hallelujah. Galatians chapter 6, y'all put that up for me. And verse 6, watch this. Let him who has taught the word share in some good things. Share in all good things with him who what? Teaches. Go to, go to verse 7. He says, and don't be deceived. He said, because God ain't mocked. He said, because whatever a man sows, that he's going to reap. Verse 8. 
For he who sows to his flesh will of the flesh reap corruption, but he who sows to the spirit will of the spirit reap everlasting life. Verse 9. And let us not grow weary while doing good, for in due season we shall reap if we do not lose heart. He's saying there is a divine connection between your money and when you're hearing the word and when it's being taught. He said, this is how I set it up. Man didn't set it up. He said, so when you begin to give into what you're hearing and teaching and what is being preached to you, something begins to exchange. And now what's on the man of God ah, begins to come on your life. Now what's on the five-fold ministry? The apostle, the prophet, the evangelist, the pastor, and the teacher. Now that begins to overflow on you, and you don't even know why, but peace starts hitting your home. And all of a sudden, restoration starts hitting your life, and you don't even know why. But now your kids want to start talking to you again. It's because you have tapped in to something that's on the five-fold ministry. Well, preacher, I give how I want to give, and I got money in my bank. Yeah, but your marriage is a wreck. Preacher, I can buy what I want to. I, I, because I, can give, I can give like I want to. I can buy what I want to. Yeah, but your kids won't even talk to you. Preach, I do what I want to. I do what I want to in my giving because I got this right here, and I, I got plenty in the bank. Yeah, but you can't stay out of the hospital. See, what I'm trying to teach you is that when those tithes and offerings go up, what's on the up begins to come. I'm trying to help you. Begins to come down. It ain't just about your money. You can give, listen, you can give to the poor man and God will, God will return it back to you. But when you give to the poor man, revelation don't come to you. Revelation flows down. It don't flow up. And for you to get it to flow down, you got to connect to it. That's why you don't take your tithes and offerings and go and give it to the poor man. That's why you don't take your tithes and offerings and go give it in seed faith. You take your tithes and offerings and you give up so that what's on up begins to flow down. And when that begins to flow down, then all of a sudden you got seed to give and seed faith. And then when you do pass the poor man, you got something to put in his pocket and bless him with because everything else is now blessed. Hallelujah. Most people, I, I, I'm telling you most places I could not teach this in because they don't have the biblical foundation or spiritual uh, 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 capacity to be able to receive this. But there is a connection. You ain't buying revelation. You ain't buying blessings. But God said, no, but when you sow it, I'll make what's up come down. Hallelujah. Glory be to God. Y'all give the Lord a praise. <laughs> Hallelujah. Now, so, Pastor, do you have Bible 
for when I give my tithes and offerings up, it brings spiritual connection, revelation, and protection. Yes, Genesis 14, and then we're done today. Genesis 14. Um, I'm going to just tell you about the story, but I encourage... No, I'm going to read. I, I'll read it. I'll read it. Yeah, thank you, Lord. Verse 18. Then Melchizedek, king of Salem, brought out bread and wine. He was the priest of the Most High God and blessed Abram and said, Blessed be Abram, God of Most High, possessor of heaven and earth, and blessed be God Most High, who has delivered your enemies into your hand. And watch this. And Abram gave him a tithe of all. Then the king of Sodom said to Abram, Give me the person's and take the goods for yourself. But Abram said to the king of Sodom, that represents the world, by the way, and the world's system and the world's ways. He said, I've raised my hand to the Lord, the God most high, the possessor of heaven and earth, that I will not take nothing from a, a, a thread to a sandal strap. He said, you can't even tie my backpack together. He said, I ain't taking nothing you got because what's on you, I don't want it. See, there's a connection. There's a connect. He said, what's on you, I don't want it on me. Now, you look at King of Sodom, and you'll read about Sodom and Gomorrah later. He said, so I don't want that stuff on me. He said, I just came for my family. I just came for people. I just came to get them out of bondage. I just came to get them out of the control of the world, and I just came to free them, and I'm taking them back to where I'm going. I feel the Holy Ghost right now. He, he, said, he said, so he said, I'm not taking anything. I will not take anything that's yours lest you say. He said, I'm not going to do it the world's way. I'm not going to do it the world's system. I'm not going to sit there and try to penny pinch God and tip when I ought to be tithing. He said, I'm not doing it your way. He said, because if I do it your way, then you're going to try to take the glory. But I came to tell somebody today that I am here and I am who I am all because of the grace of God and all because of the glory of God. And I, the world can't take credit for it. The past can't take credit for it. A job can't take credit for it. But it all belongs to to God because he is first he said unless you say you made me rich he said this is all I want except only what the young men have eaten he said because it's already in his stomach I ain't gonna make him throw it up watch this chapter 15 verse 1 look at what the first sentence says chapter 15 verse 1 Genesis after these things. After these things. After these things. Abram, now that you put it in order. He said, this is what I'm going to do for you. He said, first, don't be afraid of nobody. He said, I'm going to break fear so far off your life that you'll be able to walk and never fear another thing in your life. You won't be concerned about nothing. He said, because I am your shield, I am your protector, 
And watch this now. He said, and I am your great reward. There's your connection. He said, here's your connection. Here's your protection. And then later down, if you'll read on down, he says, and this is what I'm going to do for you. Here's your revelation. And that revelation carried Abram all the days of his life. That's why he could stand up at 99 years old and say, I know God is able to turn around and bring a seed out of me and bring a lineage out of me because I had a revelation way back then and I'm still carrying that revelation. I decided not to do it the world's way, but I've done it God's way. And now that I've done it God's way, I walk with a revelation. I walk with a connection. I walk with a protection. And no weapon formed against me shall prosper. And everything that the enemy tries to bring, the Holy Ghost will lift it because I am connected. Somebody shout for the Lord in this house right now. I am connected. I am protected. I have a word from God. He says, when you got it right, Abraham. See, you... Y'all give me 10 more minutes. I, I, I'm trying to get you out of here, but there's some folk right now, you're just now getting it. You're just now getting it. He said, Abram, you just went and got your family and you just went and got them out of bondage and you just went and brought them back to where you're at and you just realized the land is in turmoil. Kings are coming against kings. War is everywhere. And Abraham, you're sitting here wondering, is this going to happen to me? He said, Abram, but when you got it in right order, I'm telling you that what happened to them is not going to happen to you. And though it came against them, it's not going to come against you because when you put it in right order, you invited a different dimension. You invited a different realm on your life and you're not no longer walking according to the ways of man but now the angels of the Lord have surrounded you and they are with you everywhere you go hallelujah he said but you had to get it in order man even the patriarch Even the patriarch in whom the Messiah would pass down from had to get it in order. But when he got it in order, <laughs> now can't you imagine Abram saying, Melchizedek, I tell you what, I'm just going to tithe my time to you. I'll give you six months. I'll come every, I'll come every week. I'll give you an hour. No, no, no. Can't you imagine Abram saying, look his dick. That's just too much, man. You realize how much I got? Do you know how large my bank account is? Because chapter 13 says Abram was very rich. He said he was rich in livestock and all kinds of stuff. And he said, you, and you want a tenth of all? Why? Why? 
the Bible tells us that there was nobody greater for Abram to sow into. There was nobody greater for tithes and offerings to go to. He looked over there and the king of Sodom, he was lost. King of Gomorrah, he was all kinds of crazy. This king was there. He, there wasn't nobody else to tie to. So God said, I'm going to send uh, Melchizedek, a typology of Christ. And he says, and when you tie to him, you are connecting with me. And we, here you go. Y'all better get ready to shout and get this right here. And when you connect with me, what is mine is yours. And what is yours is and from this day forward, there'll be no more lack in your hand. And from this day forward, there'll be no defeat in your life. And from this day forward, you'll never go back. Because what is mine is yours. And what is yours and mine. And we are now connected in covenants. Come on, stand up all over this place. Now you understand why the enemy says, listen, yeah, you've done that for a minute, but that's just a season. Don't do that. You ain't got to do that no more. You got what you needed. What is that? That's king of Sodom saying, come on. Let's me and you connect together. But I'm telling you right now, I'm, I'm like David. I've been young. <laughs> I ain't gonna say that, Pastor Antoine. Say now I'm older, and I've seen a lot of stuff. But there's one thing I ain't never seen. I looked all over the kingdom he said I looked at the ones that looked a little crazy and the ones that thought they were pretty I looked at the ones that came from good households and the one that came from bad households he said I looked at the ones that didn't think they had much and the ones that thought they had it all he said I looked all over the place and I ain't never seen the righteous forsaken and I ain't never seen their seed begging for bread. Woo, I feel the power of God up here. I feel the power of God up here. I told y'all this thing was going to lift a lid. And when we come back tonight, you better get ready for miracles. I ain't never seen it. He said there was, before I got four more minutes, he said there was times when they came right up to being forsaken. There was times when they thought they were going to have to beg for bread. 
there was times when they walked right up to the line and thought they could outgive me. He said, but then God showed up. And they've never been forsaken. And they've never had to beg for bread. My God, I feel the Lord in this house right now. I feel the power of God in this house right now. He said, when you hit your back, he said, because when you connect with me, he said, you got to understand, I just don't come on you. But Abraham, I'm on Isaac. I'm on Jacob. Abraham, I'm on Joseph. Abraham, I'm on David. Abraham, I'm following all the way down the line. I'm blessing it all. We pray you were blessed by today's message. For more content and to get to know us better, download our app at AbundantLifeChurch.com.